0: You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au.
1: God created the earth to display his glory and for the flourishing of humanity. Who would agree with that? In the early pages of Genesis, we see God the Creator working creating elements of the world that bring order and ultimately benefit humans and bring him honour and praise. You know, you think of the majesty of the mountain ranges. You look at that and you go, man, there must be a creator. You think of of trees that produce and filter air so humanity can survive and flourish. You think of even the simple fact in the creation of day and night for healthy rhythms of, of work, And play and then rest, you know, all these kind of things show how God has created the world to benefit humans and bring him honor and praise. And God's work in Genesis, as Tim Mackey from the Bible Project says, is a creative exercise where he takes what is full of disorder and darkness and raw materials and generates a world of order that's beautiful and brings benefit to others. God generates out of his creativity and his mind something of beauty that brings benefit to others. Work is something God does so he can share the fruits of his works with others. Scripture says that that after God had finished his work that he had done, and that's the first time that we see that word work in scripture, he rested on the seventh day. And so what do we need to see by this? Well, pretty simply, that God is the first worker. He demonstrated what it was to work in Scripture. And friends, this is the Bible's vision of work. Work is something that God joyfully engages in for the good of humanity. Work is an others-centred activity. And this is how he encourages us to see our work too, not primarily about us. Not primarily about our own benefit, our fulfilment, our career progression, meeting our own needs, all of those kind of things. But actually about serving, actually about blessing and reflecting God in everything we do and blessing others in the process. You see, God invites humankind, women and men, created in his own image to join him in This beautiful, creative work, bringing order, expressing creativity and generating beauty for the benefit of other people. As Tim Mackey says, humans are called to imitate the first worker. And this is the beautiful vision of work in Genesis chapter one. It's something God does and then it's something that he gives over to these image bearing creatures. And work is this dignified, beautiful vocation of taking what is potential and bringing order and beauty so that others can benefit more than just me surviving. Isn't that good? Missy Wallace, she's the managing director of Redeemer City to City, uh, heads up their faith and work initiative. She explains that through our work, God intends that we would go and create flourishing in our communities this, this is the this is the foundational vision for work that that really all of us need to firstly understand but then actually embrace for it and remember when we're talking work we're not just talking nine to five where you get paid we're talking about raising children to the glory of god we're talking about living a purposeful retirement not wasting our twilight years you know all those kind of things and a, a myriad myriad of other ways as well in fact, I would suggest that unless we see our work in this light, we'll likely struggle to ever see purpose or meaning in anything that we feel the majority of our waking hours doing. Just think about how this plays out in different work contexts. Say you're a carpenter, right? A carpenter is not just a carpenter who builds things with tools to make ends meet and put food on the table, yeah? A carpenter is an image bearer. He, he or she is a visual representative of God in the world who has the privilege each day of partnering and working with God to create safe, attractive structures and environments that will actually bless and protect people. A carpenter is a creative worker who works diligently to construct houses that will, in time, not just be houses, but will morph and transform into homes for people and families to live in, places of belonging, welcome and peace. A carpenter uses their God-given intellect and creativity in what they build and allows Holy Spirit to guide them as they interact with and honour their clients all the while reflecting the creativity and goodness of God as they go about their normal everyday lives. Yeah? You with me? A stay-at-home parent or caregiver is not just a stay-at-home parent or caregiver, spending their days just merely keeping children alive. Feels like that sometimes. But a parent or caregiver is an image bearer a visual representative of God in the world who has the privilege each and every day of partnering and working with God, investing in, discipling children, cultivating meaningful relationships with other dads, other mums, other caregivers, developing and contributing to the flourishing of supportive communities that promote belonging and friendship, doing everyday tasks like washing, cooking, cleaning, General serving, things that reflect God's heart of love and care for others. Serving, blessing, investing, reflecting the kindness and grace and servant-heartedness of God as they go about their normal everyday lives. Yeah? A retiree is not just a retiree. A retiree is an image bearer a visual representative of God in the world who has the privilege each day of partnering and working with God, creatively loving and caring for people, investing in the lives of young people that they might care for and interact with from time to time, showcasing the character, showcasing the heart of Jesus as they serve Jesus diligently through volunteer opportunities at Hickey, Probus, or the Lions Club using their time, talents, and treasures to creatively serve and bless and invest for the good of others, all the while reflecting the goodness and love of God as they go about their normal, everyday lives. Yeah? All work, all work is service to God, Colossians 3.23. And God invites us to join Him in His kingdom work, partnering with with Him Each day to work through the Spirit's power to see His beautiful creation flourish and reflect Him and all people everywhere richly blessed as a result. As Tim Mackey says, Genesis 1 has been designed to show us that God's purpose is to share creation with His images so they can rest and rule it with Him forever. Friends, this is God's design for work this is how he invites you to think about and approach your work and this as i said last week this is why your work matters far more than you might think whether you're serving god in your workplace as a student as a volunteer in your family home as a grandparent as a retiree or any number of other ventures your work matters to God and to others. And so today, we're going to have our, our first of three panel discussions. We're going to hear from some people in our community who are in the season, I guess, of what we call traditional work, working in a range of different workplaces for God's glory and the good of others. So before they come forward and sit in just a moment, how about we pray and Let's just invite God to bless and guide our first Faith and Work panel discussion this morning. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that work is so valuable. It's far more valuable than we might even think, we might even imagine. And God, I thank you that through this series, we're going to hear from a range of different people who all love you and all serve you in different contexts. And this morning, God, as we focus in on on the 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 season I guess if you like of of work pay, paid employment in a workplace God we just pray that you would speak powerfully to us Holy Spirit that you would that you would be using the words that come out of each person's mouth to not only share information and reflections from their own contexts but Lord as we hear them and hear their hearts and hear your heart expressed through what they share God that that would be shaping and encouraging our own hearts in the way that we go about our own work in our own contexts and lord even if we're not in the season of work this morning god we can take heart and know that as we hear these things as we hear testimonies as we think about the people in our lives who are in this season of work god you are going to give us revelation of how we can prayerfully support and encourage those friends and families who are in this season as well So God, help us to switch on and to hear what you are saying to your people this morning. We want to hear you, God. We want to listen well, and we then want to apply what you teach us. Do that work, Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome, everyone. And for those of us who might be watching online or or maybe people here who mightn't be familiar with these characters, why don't we just start by introducing yourself, sharing something that you're passionate about that's not work, and then share what it is you do for work.
2: You're going to make me start down
1: this. Yes. End,
2: don't you? All right. Hi, my name's Justin. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. So, passions. Um, look, I quiet. love singing. Generally, I love doing that when no one can hear me. Um, so God's got a sense of humour, or he. Puts me into a ministry where I have to do it in front of everyone. Um, thank you for putting up with me. I like, I'll, look, I'm artistic. I like sketching. Uh, I paint little miniature Warhammer figures. Um, I ride bikes, dirt but I'm saying I do these things. I actually don't do these things anymore. These are all the things I wish I did. Uh, I work and I renovate a house. So, yeah. Um, and if I get a moment to scratch myself, then that's what I would like to do. Um, yes. And working, yeah, I'm a cop, one of the local cops up here, so, yeah, I've been doing that for eight years now, so, yeah.
1: Great, thank you. Jerry. may as well move along.
3: Sure, excellent. Uh, to relax outside of work, I um, do some model railway construction and playing. I like to fall drive Yeah, they're, they're my two big uh, sort of uh, recreational things, if you like and then uh, for my work i'm part of the um, executive looking after the operations of mount heflin christian school
1: thanks jerry
4: hi my name's clarissa if we haven't met and um, a little bit like justin i have a lot of things that i've done in a previous life that i love to do but i seem to be family and business um, but i'm a creative that's my formal training so anything think crafty creative painting art I'd love to be doing Uh, and a big fan of food so Um, and for a profession um, I'm formally trained uh, in interior design and in business and I am a co-owner of a trade business with my husband Cameron.
1: Excellent thanks Clarissa.
0: For those who don't know me I'm Peter and uh, outside of my work as a local doctor I love family I love sport, in particular golf, cricket and football and uh, also musical theatre.
1: Excellent. We've got a good panel, don't we? So let's, let's jump into some discussion around some of these themes that, that I shared on just before. I mentioned that God invites humankind, all of us, to join him in his creative work, that we're created in his image and then he invites us to join him in the creative work, bringing order, expressing creativity, generating beauty in the world for the benefit of others. How do you guys see what you do? How do you see your work as being partnership with Jesus through which you can creatively bring order, beauty, and benefit to the world? Someone want to have a crack at that?
0: I'll jump in first if, yeah. you, if you like. Well,. Uh, As we all know, we live in a a world of disorder, a a fallen world, and um, God has a plan to restore all that uh, to perfection in his time when Jesus comes again uh, to consummate his kingdom. But in the meantime, I'm doing uh, a part to help restore and and maintain health Mm. that that God has given us. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
3: Oh, it's a big question in, a, in a school context. It's a, we could talk all about, uh, about this one question, uh, but the um, I guess the privilege I have is uh, making sure that everything is right, so that um, our Christian teachers can um, do the educating that uh, we want to see happen, and in particular, uh, there's all sorts of pressures from uh, governmental authorities and so on. And those pressures are things that um, one of my tasks is to make sure that we can respond well to those and we can ensure that uh, the school can, can be on about what it's on about rather than being on about what maybe a secular authority wants to be on about. Now, that um, you don't see that happening when i 'm working on a spreadsheet or uh or a particular system or whatever, but um, it's um one of the things that 's part of my role um, in enabling our educational community to be what it 's
1: meant to be and so that's the creatively bringing beauty benefit to the world like that would how
3: have... yeah because um otherwise it's disordered mm. so the the Creative beauty in the, in this sense is uh, the beauty that uh, things are. There's some shalom, if I can use yeah. an old Hebrew word.
1: Absolutely,
4: I think um, the order beauty benefit for me was an easy. Uh, oh, it's a big question, <laughs> as Jerry says, but it was an easy response. Um, our business, we're um, electrical uh, trade business, so. Beautification is one of the first thing that our domestic customers come to us for because they want beautiful lighting, usually. Um, And my formal training in design, I bring order. Most of my commercial jobs are space planning. So how many people can we fit um, that meets regulation, but is also aesthetically pleasing. And the solutions of, of that is usually commercial, so they were the order beauty benefit very easily. But for Cameron and I, uh, and I know Joel knows, um, our business, though, is is firmly planted in God's hands. And so order immediately led me to I mean, God gave us the Ten Commandments. We know He loves order. Um, and Cameron and I see a lot of people come through our doors, whether they're a. Um, a customer or an employee or a potential employee and order, I mean, straight away they, they come into what we call a HED um, way of doing things. Our business name is human, electrical and design. For I didn't mention that. And so our, holistically we want to provide um, order, beauty and benefit for our employees firstly uh, our customers and our community—that's that's our reach—and so we get um, get our employees straight into KPIs and and m- meeting key um, performance indicators. And a lot of tradespeople have never had to perform outside of their trade, um, and so we have that that order um, systemisation. And then the beauty for us is culture. We're creating this beautiful place that. Um, is counterculture to what we find in the com- construction industry. And, um And we love that. We love, even if employment doesn't work out, even if they don't get past interview, we make sure that we can show them a love that they've never experienced before, whether that's cr- um, cre- uh, constructive feedback mm. that could actually get them to get that next job or... Um, whether we've had to terminate employment. Yeah. We, we take every part of that order beauty benefit um, quite seriously, actually.
1: Mm. Mm. Excellent. Did you want to answer that one as well?
2: Yeah, sure. I, look, I suppose as policing, um, it's have an obvious impact on the, the people that I'm dealing with who call for assistance. Um, but in actual fact, so when, when I joined the police force, it was very much a God thing. And right from the get-go, I had this sense of... I was bringing Jesus into dark places, and it wasn't just in the jobs that I was to attend. That was my colleagues. Um, so I've had that right from the get go, and and for me, that's it's actually one of the places I put the most. I'd, I'd really try to intentionally lift the spirits of colleagues. Um, try and like, obviously, we're dealing with some pretty heavy themes, so I'll try and lighten things off. I've taken a big giant. Stuff dog into work and we dress him up and we move him around to scare each other in the, in the office and stuff and just try and lighten the mood and whatever but just just trying to be alongside the colleagues and being that point of difference as a christian in in the police force i am so counter-cultural in so many ways mm-hmm. um just wearing that as a badge of honor um is <laughs> is a, a point of difference and something that's that's my way of um, yeah, I guess showing my way of looking at things, which is not necessarily the way a lot of others would. So, mm. and mm. through that, hopefully people can see some advantages to, you know, the way that Jesus has taught me to do things. So,
1: yeah. 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 Wow, there's some great, great examples there, aren't there, of, of um, you know, how, how joining with Jesus in everyday work, mm. spreadsheets, workplaces, working with colleagues... Um, ensuring high quality of work, providing me- medical care—all these are ways that you know we can join with Jesus in in ultimately blessing humanity. In a nutshell, um, brilliant reflections. So, how um, you know we talk often about kingdom living, like living for the kingdom of God. Or furthering the kingdom of God as we go about our everyday lives, how would you say work gives you an opportunity to do this, and what might that look like practically in in your own context?
4: I'll go first. Okay. So, um, as I as I mentioned, um, our our business is firmly in God's hands, and so Cam and I have a pretty radical approach. Um, and we have a great business, Christian business coach, and a, and a group of friends who have Christian businesses that we kind of term Kingdom business. And for for Cam and I, that just means we're we're all in. And um, probably eight years ago, seven years ago, everything changed for us, and our our world of running a business and our Christian life just meshed. And they've never been able to be. Uh, untangled in a good way and so for us um, that has meant that financially um, we declare that it's all the Lord's decisions, it's all the Lord's and so whether that means reinvesting profits into the business uh, to to grow it as God or Holy Spirit moves us in that direction or whether it's um, the entirety of our recycled copper uh, gets cashed in every year, and in our industry, it would go to the beer beer fund. Um, in Christmas our party. Christmas party, in our in our house, it all goes to a, um, a Christian charity. And uh, at the moment, we support um, Holy Fools with that money, but um, we also support other community. Um, Sponsorships, um, and then yeah, other profits would go into a kingdom initiative that is laid on our hearts. So those profits might come home to Cameron and Clarissa, but they don't stay with us. And so um, for us, it's financially, holistically, it's it's all God's. And um, I don't know if I'd be in business or want to be in business if I if you didn't have God on on that side. So mm. yeah,
1: yeah, great. Thanks, Clarissa.
3: So when you work. At a workplace whose vision statement is seeking the kingdom of God in education, (laughs) uh, that sort of looks pretty um, easy to do. I just want to give one small example. As we uh, think about policies and ideas and responses to what's going on, our workplace, um, the school, has a uh, policy of freely sharing our ideas with other Christian schools, and we see that as a really important way of um, I guess encouraging the kingdom so that another Christian school that may not have the resources to wrestle through a particular idea or challenging thing. Yeah, so sharing sharing the thinking we've done, sharing the policies we've developed is a way of doing that. Mm. Just one little example.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Justin, Peter? Uh,
0: so my um, way of thinking uh, to kingdom living or the kingdom of God... Um, you could define it as the kingdom of God, as the rule and reign of God in the hearts of men. So to me, kingdom living, uh, I think, is meant to uh, reflect in every part of our life. So for, for me, in my, in my workplace, kingdom living means to be able to do the, thing that, do the things that God wants me to do in life, to provide for my family, uh, to help uh, materially support the church, uh, but also to uh, bring the love of Jesus into the lives of others where possible. So over the, over the years, one, one of the uh, decisions that I made early on in my uh, medical career was to enter general practice rather than specialising, and I, I saw that as a way of uh, living for God in that in general practice you develop long-term relationships with people and hopefully develop trust with people. People can see you over a long period of time, see if your, your life, uh, the way you live is consistent uh, with what you speak about faith and to develop trust with people so that over, over time people are able to, to share and ask deeper questions of life. So I'm able to, to bring a, a spiritual focus onto, onto medical problems. Uh, you know when people ask about pain or or suffering or or getting close to the end of their life I'm able to bring a a spiritual perspective on that when I'm invited to do so and Mm. and my aim at the beginning of my career was to to establish that trust long-term trust with people that they might feel like they can ask me those questions
1: Mm. brilliant absolutely brilliant yeah Justin did you want to yeah.
2: Oh, look, for me, I guess, yeah, practically speaking, it's attending jobs and having having that, the, the background. I'm invited, I'm in a privileged position where I'm invited into some very private struggles that people have been having, mm. um, that normally you'd be like, no-one's allowed to know that this is going on and suddenly I'm there to try and help out because they have reached out. Um, so, first and foremost, I always try to remember that is an absolute privilege. And to take, as I said before... I'd, Taking Jesus' light into dark places. I go in there. Um, I realise pretty early on that when when you've had years to build up a problem, you, you're not going to solve it in one session. So I'll I'll go in, and it's very much the the um, starfish on the beach story. It's mm. if I can improve one aspect, if I can just make the situation that I'm walking into better in some way, um, that's a win. And mm. and do everything through that lens of everyone is made by God. Um, and we see some pretty unlovable characters, but, I, I, yeah, I was just trying to remember, yeah, everyone's made by God, um, so treat everyone with respect, and it's amazing. What, what, one of my favourite things is when you get people who are generations of cop haters who um, won't talk to you until you start talking to them, and then all of a sudden, like, I've had, like, kids just like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I'm talking to the Jacks, like... You're, and you're actually talking to him like a normal person, um, and yeah, it's it's amazing to have to be able to cut through so generations of rubbish just simply with respect and love. Um, yeah, it's yeah.
1: wonderful, all all great insights into kingdom living. So, I, Missy Wallace, she's as I said the managing director at City to City. She suggests rightly that creational goodness can be seen in pretty well every industry you know for example in education there's obviously the sharing of knowledge building capacity in children or adults promoting curiosity deep critical thinking bringing people together or in construction trades creating warm inviting places for people to rest opportunities for learning development both in work and life skills showcasing God's intelligence and creativity through good design and excellence in workmanship as well. So what creational goodness would you say exists in your line of work and how does your work generate that beauty for the goodness of others?
0: Oh, well, I'll start. Go for um, it. Yeah, well, as a doctor, you, you're pretty well fighting a losing battle because we know we're all going to get old and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know we're all going to die. Um, but but in, in
1: creating goodness, well...
0: To be able to to bring the best health that we can to enable people to enjoy living Mm -hmm. uh, as long as they can, um, yeah, that's where I can have a positive impact in people's lives.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Someone else?
3: I I found this question challenging to think about because, in a sense, my work is in the background. Mm. um, But if I can uh, enable the teachers to be to do what they really want to do, in other words, have they got the resources to do what they want to do, then that's, that's an, a goodness that they'll experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got that intention with um, not making the school fees like a grammar school fees, because if I had grammar school fees, well, the teachers might be able to do, like, absolutely unimaginably what they would like to do there would just be no students there to do it for <laughs> that's right. um, because, you know, our families wouldn't be able to afford it. So it's the tension between having enough resources, if you like, uh, but keeping the school affordable for people who are making massive sacrifices to have kids there. So I find um, part of my life is, like, living that tension to mm-hmm. um, find the goodness on both sides of that equation.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's a brilliant insight. Thanks, Jerry.
4: Ours would be simply training in, in excellence of what we do. And mm-hmm. so uh, our motto is how you do anything is how you do everything. So a real culture of, like, we don't always get it right. We have we have new people that we're training on that journey. Uh, we're human, we make mistakes. And so um, we just try and be human-centric with uh, our honesty mm-hmm. uh, and and humbly accepting mistakes, but striving all the time for excellence in whatever we're doing mm.
2: yeah, and I guess mine's piggybacking off the same thing it's going into those situations and just trying to create some sort of order out of the chaos, mm-hmm. um, leaving it in a better position than when I arrived that's the goal, um, but yeah, also, as I was saying, like in amongst my colleagues um it's if like burnout is a real problem i think most cops hate Vicpol. um so keeping people energized enough to then have when when you're when you're going to a job and you're already completely snowed under to then have patience Mm. uh for an unlovable character is a massive challenge so yeah that's that's one of my that's where i see my mission field really it's trying to keep colleagues up and about and Mm doing some good
1: Mm. it sounds as though in all of your in all there's like this flow on of goodness like if as you bring as you're living intentionally as you're inviting holy spirit to empower you to give you the words to give you the heart all that sort of thing there's a goodness in what you're demonstrating but then there's that flow on goodness whether it be to your patients or the clients that have engaged your services or the the teachers and the students and the parents or or whoever you come across it's it's that flow-on effect that our simple choices in our everyday work to reflect Christ and partner with him has that flow-on snowballing goodness effect, doesn't it? It's yeah.
4: the desire.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's really easy and I think I say this a lot, so apologies everyone if I say it a lot. Normally if I say something a lot it's because I think it's important, but... I think in, in the Western world, it's, it's so easy to see our work as something that we do ultimately to benefit ourselves. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Like for our own good, to look after ourselves, to put food on our own tables, maybe even ultimately to just live that comfortable retirement that we deserve because we've worked hard all these years, yeah? So how does the way God works as i said earlier joyfully creating for the benefit of others how does that challenge and guide you in how you go about your work
2: it's the drive that's yeah that's the drive because without without having that purpose from god like yeah, what what is the point what yeah. would you bother um yeah, yeah. and things would just spiral very quickly into utter chaos. So for for me, yeah, the only way to actually have any sort of meaningful... Yeah, I'll I'll go through, don't get me wrong, i definitely go through times where it's... um, I've had the mantra of, don't worry, you'll be dead soon. Um, Like, it's just do it and get on with it and it'll all be over eventually, like it won't be too long. Um, But, yeah, to to intentionally... um, press into and partner with god's will that's yeah that's the whole point of it all and that's what gives it value
1: yeah
2: excellent i think two of
3: i guess god's characteristics um, spring to mind here one is uh, creativity so if god is you know working up for the good of humanity in a creative way then reflecting creativity Uh, you know, with idea solutions, that kind of thing Mm. uh, is one aspect for me. And then I think the other aspect, you know, God's really interested in justice. And so as an employer with, you know, over 200 employees to look Mm. after, you know, making sure that I'm um, treating them fairly and justly in their employment Mm. is another aspect
1: that i have thought of. Yeah. Excellent. Clarissa, Cam? Peter, Uh, not... Clarissa Cam, Clarissa Peter. Yeah,
4: similarly to, similar to Jerry, I think the focus of my mind for that question was around the treatment um, of our employees, mm-hmm. um, but also the promises that God has put on our heart, like personally, Cam and I. And um, I think the drive is the visions and the dreams. And, you know, Jerry mentioned God it's a creative God, and that resonates with me. And He encourages us, each of us, to dream big and and stupid dreams that might scare you. And, and that's encouraged. That's okay to do. And God put that fire in each of us for whatever we hunger or dream about. And so, and I'd encourage you do that for whatever is on uh, your heart, because God put those desires and interests in each one of us mm-hmm. for a reason. We just need to work out where that fits. And for for Cam and I, um, it's got to be a passion from God because I still don't know why you'd choose business if if there was another way. <laughs> um, and so, but, but it's our fun time as well. And so we just dream and partner with God. And uh, Cam's a really good dreamer, even though I'm more creative. And I just think, sometimes I think, I don't even know how that's possible, God. But, you know, over and over again, um, God would say, Genesis 22 to me that uh, that I'll provide. I'm the Lord. I'm the provider. You're not the provider, even mm-hmm. though you're yeah. a, a owner occupiers of a business. I'm Jehovah Jireh. I'll provide. Mm. And so um, it's that's that's the drive. The creativity is just trusting those promises and bringing equity to an unjust world of our employees. Yeah,
1: excellent. Peter.
0: Uh, yeah, we. Read a verse before, you know, whatever you do, um, do it unto the Lord as unto unto men. Mm. Uh, To me, it means bringing the motivation for everything you do in life, including your working life, before God. So uh, in providing for your family, God wants you to provide for your family. In Mm. the New Testament, uh, Paul said, well, if you're able to work and you don't, well, you shouldn't eat. Mm. Um, So it's a godly thing to go and work to provide for your family. But sort of um, drive in my particular field of medicine is uh, it's a great pleasure to know and understand God's creativity in uh, creating us as humans. Mm -hmm. The complexity of our bodies and to be be able to gain a deeper understanding in that and to work in combination with God in how he's made our bodies to heal themselves uh, in a lot of situations and he's given us a mind to be able to understand and work through problems. So to use what God has given us in combination with God is uh, really a great enjoyment in my work.
1: Mm. Excellent. So obviously, you know, we're talking about whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. You're serving God and not man. So to do that, though, preparation is key, isn't it? Like in anything, you've... Fail to prepare then you've prepared to fail um, it's really important and it's especially important i would say if we want to partner with jesus if we want to be truly spirit-led in all we do so how do you do that practically how do you prepare yourself to in inli- to live intentionally for jesus every day in your work is it certain spiritual rhythms that you're in what, what does that look like for you personally
4: I don't want to sound super spiritual, but I'm going to. <laughs> um, I guess that comes with having a holistic focus of of God and life, and it's all intertwined. Yeah. So for us, and it's easy for me to answer because I've just come back from a um a, co- a work conference with my coach. But um, we take time out every ninety days to to seek God fresh for the next ninety days, um, planning wise, growth wise, all things, um, and every fortnight. It's followed up heavily with a, with a one-on-one with our business coach. So, between that time, there's a lot of um, to-do lists and ticks and um, post-it notes coming off Achieved. Um, but daily, uh, I have the privilege of working mostly alone in an office. So, I get to worship non-stop and um, hear Holy Spirit uh, impress on me all the time. So, um, I love the office space because there's often just me and the and and god and so I'm, I'm worshiping um but recently god did um really impress on my heart and i'm in a, a bit of a um a challenge or a um um friends challenge checking up on each other for 50 days and i felt God say to me I want you to read my word but I also want you to really like a small part but I want you to research it I want you to know the context I want you to journal it and really um, and I'm not a journaler I know that sounds very maybe female orientated not a journaler so I'm I'm journeying daily with God in some scripture as well to just uh, and why he said that is he said to me really clearly I want you to know my word so you'll know the counterfeit and I went That's that's cool. I like that, God. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, excellent. Someone else?
0: We all know we can either get out of bed on the right side or we can get out of bed on the wrong side each morning. And sometimes you feel like you get out of bed on the wrong side and uh, sort of in preparation for work, you just have to... um, It's all about attitude and uh, coming before God, asking God to direct your day um reading the word having that perspective on your thinking and then asking for me it's you know asking god to to use me Mm -hmm. each day open up situations help me in difficult situations um so laying laying the the day before god
1: yeah great jerry
3: so clarissa was worried about a super spiritual answer let me no i'm (laughs) going the other way And I'm, partly I'm going the other way because I have a workplace where uh, there's structured uh, devotional and reflection engagement with scripture uh, every morning. Yeah, it's, that's part of the workplace. Um, but actually, to me, actually, being prepared in my role, so seizing the um, professional development opportunities that come along and um, engaging with those and then bringing them into practice where that's relevant... Uh, that's actually an important part of the way that I prepared to serve Jesus
1: daily mm. Mm. so um, undertaking those opportunities in order to prepare for the future basically oh, and
3: the, yeah the present and and the, the, and the future because yes. um, there's um, well education's one of the most regulated industries in Australia, um, but yeah there are constant things are constantly changing, and so mm. being ready for those changes. Mm.
2: Um, yeah, for me it's scripture. I, um, I'm not a reader. I generally have gone through life trying not to read books that have more words than pictures. Um, I, was, I was raised by a dad, however, who read the Bible flat out, prayed flat out every day without fail, first thing in the morning, at least an hour or whatever. Um, so I, th- I thought I had a pretty good understanding of the Bible just based on going to Max. Um, going to Sunday school, going to church each week, and having Dad read giant slabs of the Bible um, and and yet it wasn 't until uh, probably maybe fifteen years ago now I finally made the commitment you know, i 'm going to read the Bible every day i 'd tried many times before, starting like Genesis Exodus by the time I get to you know deuteronomy oh man um, numbers. Started it yeah, started um, in, in the New Testament and just set the rhythm from there and have just continued to cycle through. And it's without, without that, it's the context that you miss if you're just getting bits and pieces. Of whatever, doing it daily and coming back to the same scripture and over and over again. Um, the great resources, Tim Mackey, like what an absolute genius. Um, yeah, just absorbing yourself. It, and and making a point of make, doing it daily. Um for me rhythm's really difficult in my work with random rosters yeah. overtime all the rest of it um but it's it's just making sure that yeah there's I've always got some downtime somewhere. Everyone's got the same amount of hours in the day. So yeah. um yeah seizing seizing that to just I've, I've just set at least a chapter a day. At least a chapter a day. Um and that to me has just been yeah it's it's been a game changer. It's um, influenced it like it, i was so set in all of my beliefs um in a certain way until i started reading the bible and it was amazing how many of those beliefs just flipped on their head because mm. all of a sudden i understood the context or i you know i saw the complete picture mm. um so mm. yeah that's that's it for me and then yeah and every time i head off to work i just say lord the day is yours and make that an intentional declaration and off again, go so yeah yeah
1: brilliant brilliant insights so thinking practically we all know work you've got those moments of pure bliss and just joy and then other times things go a bit pear-shaped and you've got some challenges that you're facing how how does your faith help you or specifically how's the spirit helped you in your work dealing with challenging situations
0: uh, I think as soon as you want to react the wrong, the wrong way, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit saying, "Hey, you're here representing me," mm. and yeah, just t- turns things around. And you know, the um, the fruit of the Spirit being mm. patient, uh, yeah, the Holy Spirit helps you in the difficult situations.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
3: listening when the Spirit says, "You know what, you stuffed that up," you need to repent or need to apologize need to uh so that's one and then also i think i've come to see if i think oh should i pray if i'm asking myself should i pray for this work colleague or person i'm interacting with the answer is always yes yeah and i i have that privilege in my workplace Mm.
1: that's really good
4: i was um talking to a friend a christian business friend about this just recently and um I think holding on to God's promise is the hope that I can, you know, this is the promise. Just keep going through the process because this is the promise. Um, but often when it's a, you know, a micro moment that might be heated, um, I recognised one the other day after I didn't handle it well and it was with Cam, sorry Cam, and, um, and I, but we laughed and I said, you know, that was the process we failed. We're coming back here. Like God has a funny sense of humour, doesn't he? So when we don't handle something in life well, that's part of the process of the refining, becoming more like Jesus. You're coming back, you're circling back. So so what I cling on to, I want to do this again, I want to get it right. So I'm trying to be a real adult and be um, mindful in the moment Handle this well. Do this with patience. (laughs) So I want to learn, I want to grow, be more like Jesus and I don't want to circle back to the same trigger or the same handling it poorly, uh, whether that's with employees, clients or my spouse. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Justin, did you want to share something? Generally. Generally. Not yeah. A specific... Oh, look.
2: Generally, I guess every job I go to is a challenge, and like it's yeah. So for me, it is just being aware that God is over every situation. Um, he he doesn't guarantee my safety. I'm not that blasé about my faith, but I do rest in Him, knowing that whatever the situation, God will work through it for the for my good. Yep. Because um, I love him and I'm obedient, obedient to him, so that's that's his promise. Um, so, yeah, and and it does just yeah, it gives me a peace as I go, um, as I go out into into challenging stuff. Um, there's there's times where so when I first started, every single job I went to, I'd pray, God, have your hand in this situation. Um, as you become more complacent with putting yourself in risky situations. As you just inevitably do in this job, um, I've, I catch myself forgetting sometimes. But it's, there's always a point through the job where I suddenly go, "Oh my goodness, I haven't actually prayed over this one." Um, so yeah, just again that intentionality. Um, trying not to comp- become complacent because complacency in my job is a killer, and it is for faith as well. So yeah, yeah. and having that intentionality is yeah key.
1: Mm. Excellent. We could talk forever around with all these guys, couldn't we? We're going to wrap it up though. So what, what, are, some, what are some final words of encouragement that you would give to, to spur people on to see their work as being both incredibly valuable to God um, and also to the world that he's made?
0: It doesn't really matter uh, particularly uh, what you're doing in your work but uh, to follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit. God gives each one of us gifts and, and passions, and uh, it's good if we can follow and use those gifts and passions in our work, uh, but um, to devote, yeah, just to devote our work to God.
1: Excellent. Clarissa. I have a
3: little story that relates back to when you're speaking, to start about the carpenter, if you like, Joel. So uh, this story is a... Um, It's a medieval story, if you like. bishop is walking through a uh, building site for a cathedral, and he stops and speaks to uh, a stonemason. He says, oh, what are you doing? He says, oh, I'm shaping this this, uh, stone block here. So he keeps going on. talks to another stonemason. He says, oh, what are you doing? So the guy answers, I'm building a wall. And then uh, he goes a bit further, talks to another stonemason. What are you doing? Guy says, "I'm raising a cathedral to the glory of God." Mm. And um, I think if you can think through and get a sense of what's the big thing that what you're doing workwise connects to, um, that's really going to help you um, get that direction and vision.
1: Mm. Brilliant. Thanks for sharing.
4: Um, I think I would, so I had a scripture for this last question of encouragement and it was 2 Corinthians 4.18, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. So I I would say that no matter what you feel is your calling, what you're doing, what your work is. I would say um, do it with diligence um, for God and for no one else Mm. Uh, and maybe if you don't know because I know this is very specific employment that we all love uh, and are called to and so maybe if you don't know what you're called to or maybe you're just in a job or um, you know Jesus told the disciples to continue to fish until he returned and so maybe just do the last thing you're doing, do what you're doing as you seek God for direction, because all of our work is worship and, and linked mm. to a heavenly focus.:
1: mm. Excellent
2: Justin. Now I would just say you, you're not in control. God is. Yeah. Um, just partner with him. It's as simple as that, really? It's, you can either try and create your own river, or you can jump in his, like, yeah, which one's easier.
1: Excellent well thank, let's thank everyone on our panel thank, thank you so much um, guys for, for the insights that you shared and and for the way that you reflect Christ in each of your unique unique roles in our community. the world is a better place because of you as it's a better place for all of us who who are in that season of work working for god 's glory as well so how about we just pray um, I encourage you, if you've been inspired, intrigued, anything, your curiosity's been kind of, you know, have a chat with one of these guys. Ask them more about how how God's at work in their lives, how God's working through them, and ask them questions to help apply this to your own heart, so that as you go about your everyday lives, you can live intentionally for Jesus' glory as well. So let's pray. God, we thank you so much. Thank you for each member of this panel we we praise you god for the for the vision that you've given each of them to see their work as what it is as a beautiful opportunity to reflect you to creatively partner with you in in creating things in bringing hope in in sharing your your kingdom values and priorities for the good of others for the good of the world and so god i i pray that For every single one of us who, particularly those who are in this work season of paid employment, God, that you would help us to capture a vision, not just capture a vision, capture your vision, God, for our work so that we can better understand your heart for what we're doing, better even see that, that big picture vision of what it's actually all about, like that illustration, that story Jerry told just before that we could see that what we're doing brings value, not just to us, but to people around us. And ultimately, God, it's an opportunity to glorify you. So Holy Spirit, would you lead us in that? Help us to, to process what we've heard, to think on what we've heard, and then apply what we've heard so that we too can be encouraged and spurred on to live this life well, living live our life intentionally for your glory. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for the way you've spoken to us now and we trust that you will continue to speak to us as we seek your face in the days and weeks ahead. So we give you all glory and all honour and praise and we pray it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.